Welcome to Crypto Sapiens, a show that hosts lively discussions with innovative Web3 builders to help you learn about decentralized money systems, including Ethereum, Bitcoin, and DeFi. The podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only, and it is not financial advice. Crypto Sapiens is presented in partnership with Bankless DAO, a movement for pioneers seeking freedom from the limitations of the traditional financial system. Bankless DAO will help the world go bankless by creating user-friendly on-ramps for people to discover decentralized financial technologies through education, media, and culture. GM, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Crypto Sapiens. Today, we are talking with N, head of community at Wonderverse, a Web3 project management system for DAOs and DORGs, and a member of the Towers 3 an initiative where they practice long-form writing about the Web3 ecosystem and DEI organizing. N describes themselves as a queer Black trans leader in a technical industry and seeks to create space for others like them. We begin our conversation with an overview of N's previous work in chemistry and neuroscience and the DEI initiatives they established at their previous company. They continue to make an impact in the Web3 space today by helping to onboard and empower marginalized communities. We also discuss identity, trust, and mental health. There is so much to discover in this episode. So without further ado, let's get started. So my name again is Ben. Um, my pronouns are they, them. And um, I'm currently the head of community at Wonder, Wonderverse. Um, it's at Wonderverse underscore XYZ. And over there, I'm building community. And the product is a Web3 project management system for DAOs and DORGs, DORGs meaning digital organizations. And um, I'm also working on the Towers 3, which is just me kind of trying to do more long-form writing with friends um, and doing some, you know, DEI organizing in Web3. And I'm also starting to become more of a, participant, uh, a contributor, excuse me, not participant, contributor to Kernel, um, which is like a Web3 learning journey. Um, so I'm going to be helping, I think, with the Kernel Block 7, um, different community metrics. Uh, kind of applications, that sort of thing. So I'm excited to, to contribute there. Um, and also in my history, I was a big part of building Web3 Baddies, which is no longer as active. Um, uh, I since kind of like moved on from that community. But um, yeah, that was a big part of my introduction to building Web3 community. Oh, that's amazing. So it just seems like you are plugged into so many different areas of Web3. From your introduction, I got, you know, you're helping to build out a product that is here to serve the Web3 community to make organization, coordination, collaboration much more user-friendly. And we'll go through that too, because it certainly isn't most of the time. I'm also hearing you are taking that voice, that platform that you've developed to kind of reach out to new audiences to let them know, hey, there are people like you here and we're building and we're strong, right? And this is our road too, right? This is our road or path to success. And then Kernel, which by the way, I, I, I know some about it, but not enough. So I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna really probably quiz you on that. So I get to learn more about what that is and what your role is gonna be there. And then just generally your writing, which I, I really am excited to really dive into that. So before we get started, though, there's a bit more to your backstory that I want to explore. And that is what you were doing pre Web3. Do you mind sharing the work you were doing and sure. maybe what, <laughs> why you left that and, and how Web3 became visible to you while you were doing that? 
So I graduated from a small liberal arts college in 2017 with a degree in chemistry and a minor in neuroscience. Um, and also in college, I did a lot of like I did uh, you know, private voice lessons, um, acapella singing, um, a lot of humanities. I, did, I took like high level English courses. I took, you know, um, economics a bit, um, different humanities courses. Uh, so I had like this really beautifully well-rounded like college experience, but my focus was on, you know, chemistry and neuroscience. So post-graduation, I worked at chemical uh, manufacturing facility um, where I was doing organic chemistry for like very high value. Um, they call them deuterated chemical compounds, which just means like the, the things that we were synthesizing had different like uh, it's too complicated. Anyway, basically, um, we were doing really complex chemistry, very sensitive, air sensitive um, chemistry. Uh, so that was a really cool experience. And it was like, you know, I'd work with a, a container that cost like $20,000. <laughs> so if you drop it, uh oh. Um, but yeah, so I, was, I did that. And then I moved on from that company and I worked at a company for concrete and cement technologies for three years. Um, and there I was doing. Um, R&D, but also analytical chemistry. And then I moved into kind of a, it's almost like customer support, but very technical customer support where I um, basically help customers diagnose issues with their product um, on the more chemical end. And then I went to a biotech company and that was my last role within the chemical world. And I was doing um, automation, uh, biological automation stuff. And um, it's interesting because during my kind of tenure in science, um, as a scientist, I was always doing like DNI work, right? And, and, and in a way that was almost like workplace organizing, right? I was always like looking for allies, looking for people who were like me, looking for people who thought like me. I'm trying to build more spaces for people within this kind of like very um, hegemonic, um, very hom homogeneous kind of science world that was existing in. And so I developed that, that company um, that did cement and concrete technologies. I developed a global diverse inclusion program just on the side. Um, I didn't realize the value that I had created. I probably should have gotten paid a lot for doing that. But again, I was young. So yeah, so I kind of just like was doing this community building thing. But in the science world, you don't have community building, right? That's not a thing that exists. Um, so then I think late 2019, early 2020, I started exploring crypto actually because a friend, childhood friend, was like, oh, you need to check this out. And I heard of it, but I was like, you know, I, I also was the barrier of like the chads or this um, homogenous kind of culture blocked me, right? In a similar way that I was afraid of going into science, I was also afraid of like exploring Web3. But I kind of had to like get over that fear and just say, hey, just explore, see what it is. And I saw the potential quite quickly, but also saw that no one saw the vision I saw. <laughs> if that makes any sense. No one saw how my lived experience shaped what I saw the technology's potential to be. And I saw no one talking about it. And then you just kind of wrap up the chemistry story. The reason I left was because I didn't feel valued, right? Even though I had been promoted super quickly, I was like the youngest person in many of the rooms I existed in. I was the only person with a PhD or a master's and I was delivering really high quality, valuable science work, but I didn't feel belonging. I didn't feel cared about. I didn't feel like, um, I could see myself there for the rest of my life. I just didn't see it. And it's sad because, you know, I was this really successful queer black scientist, right? Um, queer black trans scientist. But again, I was just like, this, it's, I'm too, it's too soon for me to be here. 
right? Maybe in 40, 20, 40 years, I could have been a, only a scientist, only thought about science. But I felt like the universe, my spirit, my ancestors calling saying, there's more important work that you need to do in this lifetime. And that work is helping other people, right? Helping other people with getting their rights, helping other people feeling included and belonging. So being a leader is what I felt called to do. And I didn't think that I would be accepted as like a black leader in, in science. That just was the truth. So then I realized kind of like, you know, being a strategic, <laughs> opportunistic, strategic person, I was like, Web3 is so new and I'm so smart, not to toot my own horn, that I can become an expert in the matter of months. Right? I looked at the, the, the leaders of Web3 and I said, yeah, I can learn. And I can be better. So that meant if I invest this time, then I can be the queer Black trans leader that I deserve to be within a technical industry and also make that technical industry have real world impact on marginalized communities um, just existing in the world. So that's kind of like the journey, the transition into like a bit of where I am now. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love the way that you can break down your thoughts. You're a wonderful speaker. I really appreciate the way that you've kind of broken down your story and really from where you started to where you're at today and really kind of also expressing how you saw an opportunity to taking advantage of your smarts, your intelligence, right? I mean, I think that that's another really cool thing about the Web3 space is we're all smart in different areas of life, right? Like we're, we don't have to be just purely technical, but if you do have a technical background, oh my gosh, like that's amazing. There's a lot of opportunity there, but there's still that opportunity for people who can own their their voice and who they are and, and, and just kind of lean into some other skills. Like for me, I love to talk. I, 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 all, <laughs> I like that's, that's a gift uh, and a curse, I suppose. Since I was a kid, I was a speaker. I remember going to church and, and getting up there and talking, and that was my that was my jam. And and or being at a family's party and, and just not shutting up. So I said, when I came into the space, there must be uh, something I could do that kind of I could build on from just my ability to uh, take in information, digest it, and then just communicate that out to the world, so that I was also helping with that onboarding experience, right? For people to find ways to connect to this ecosystem in, in very simple in simple forms, right? Where, where we're not necessarily having very technical discussions um, because I think most people that are coming to Web3 may not be coming in from a very technical background. Um, so let's dive into Wonderverse. Let's talk a little bit about what it is, right? And I think there's some language that you use to describe it that I, I'll, I'll kind of introduce after uh, you give us a brief overview of it and uh, to kind of explore how this aligns to you as a person and the work that you're doing in this space. So Wonder is still pre-product, right? We're working right now on the alpha launch with some DAO partners. Um, but essentially what, what Wonder is, um, and there's other similar kind of products, um, and I think the reason there's other similar type of products is because it's a need, right? So it's a, you know, a valuable thing for the market or whatever. Um, but essentially, you know, I noticed and also, you know, wonder the organization noticed that in Web3, digital organization is quite a new concept, right? Before, 
we were like in offices or, you know, in workspaces and having a completely remote, completely digital company is like in some ways revolutionary, right? There's are, there are some people have been doing it um, within the last 20 years, but like not until like very, very recently with web twos kind of like, I don't know, full emergence, like it kind of fully matured in some ways or is beginning to mature allows uh, the internet now allows coordination. And the issue in Web3, at least, that there's no platform that's Web3 native that also um, enables that coordination and that project management. So what Wonder's doing, and the reason I joined, is because I know we're entering a, a bear market. Like, I just feel it, and I'm excited, honestly. I'm like, yes, finally. When I got in in late 2019, early 2020, I was like, when bear? When bear? Please now. Um, because I was excited for it. Um, and essentially, I joined Wonder because I knew Wonder and similar products are going to be what sustains us through a bear market and what's going to then um, be the next thing, right? Because the, the issue with Web3 right now is that, like, how does somebody really get engaged in a way that's easy, in a way that's compelling? It doesn't exist. Like, Twitter is the, really the best way we have, and then maybe Discord. But both of those are, like, you know, rudimentary tools for, like, building organizations that deliver um, value. So, you know, Wonder, that's where Wonder comes in, where it's like, okay, hey, we have a platform. You can do project management. It's like a best-in-class project management platform. And also, you can pay out people in crypto. You don't have to, right? You can just use it as project management, but also you can pay out. And also, there can be plugins with governance. And also, you can token gate different um, pods for your DAO, right? So it starts to, like, give people the tools that aren't just like Notion, Discord, Twitter, or Telegram, to really start to like build value. It's like, you know, big, valuable corporation, not saying that they're the best model, but they all do project management for a reason, right? Because like you have to figure out how to efficiently get things done. Um, so that's kind of what wonder I see. And the reason I joined it was because I believe in the long-term value, not just even within Web3, but like who's to say, uh, Dior, which is a framing I kind of came up with a digital organization, why can't they use Wonder? Right? This doesn't have to just be relegated to this Web3 world. And I think that's the future of Web3. Just like Web2, they're kind of back-end technologies that facilitate something. Web2 facilitates a lot of social connection, and Web3 facilitates the economic connection. So I believe that like we need products that are like Web2 plus Web3, which I see as Wonder. Right, that are like using both the best of both worlds to deliver some value for this kind of new digital age that especially millennials and Gen Zs are realizing why are we going to waste literal space that could be used for community, that could be used for agriculture, that could be used for whatever, and put an office building that produces no value and anyone could just everyone could just work at their house. Right. So I think we're also seeing the underpinning of a new economic change and a new social change that Web3 will, um, on the back end, facilitate too. So that's my response. I mean, I have a couple of uh, follow-ups to that, but I'll uh, recognize your excitement for a bear market. I don't think that that's necessarily what most people think about uh, when there's a bear market. But, you know, for those of us who have been in this space for any amount of time, there are cycles, right? There's the bull cycle, there's the bear cycle. But there's very big shifts that happen during that time, not just the 
market valuation of a project, right, uh, or of a token. But really, in terms of the philosophy of work, I think really changes. There's a, a lot of hype, a lot of noise during the bull cycle, which personally for me is it's a little exhausting. It's hard to be on I crypto agree. Twitter. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, it's it's just everyone has a good product. Of course, you're gonna look good in a bull market, right? Um, and then everybody starts kind of copying the same thing that's successful. And I mean, I'm not gonna name projects, but there's a lot of that that happens, right? But during a bear market, everybody just kind of puts their head down and just starts working. And I feel like a lot of what we see coming out of a bear cycle into a bull that is a very incredible, valuable projects are the ones that just were able to keep their head down, work, uh, build out an incredible product that is valuable to the community that they serve. And they come out even better, right? Because all the hype has died down and the projects that were just leaning and depending on hype, well, they, uh, many times they just go away. And out come these really incredible projects that uh, sustain these cycle uh, fluctuations. So yes, I agree with you. Now, you're talking about uh, Wonder being a project management tool. I'm Curious to hear from you what you feel currently uh, is lacking in the project management space in terms of like coordination, uh, maybe remuneration, because it seems like there's some sort of payment facilitation through Wonder that you think is is missing or or almost there that you think Wonder can really uh, fill that gap. Yeah, like I said, um, I, I think it really comes down to the kind of cross-functional nature of what Wonder's doing. Because like what exists now, and I think about like Asana, right? Is like, you know, a lot of people use Asana, right? But again, Asana is like private, right? It's like a company uses Asana and it's closed. The thing that Wonder's doing is it allows you to be public, right? It allows you to have bounties and tasks that anybody can use. And that's like the reason it's for DAOs, right? Because DAOs are inherently open or supposedly open entities that anyone can join and anyone can contribute to. So the thing that Wonder's doing is it's allowing this sort of like, um, this more like spectrum of open close, right? So it's like, you know, you can have a pod that's open and has public things, but you can also have a pod that's closed and has, you know, half the only people within that pod can see and that can be gated by discord rules or by you know just kind of leadership's decision so again like asana is a great tool and like i used it at my last company but also that is not solving for this how do i not only just nationally or locally communicate how do i globally organize and coordinate economically and socially right that's that piece of like you know asynchronous piece is what i think you know is going to come out of web3 because it's required right an organization that you know just went you know remote for covid and is now kind of forcing everyone back is not really exploring the real pains of like what does it mean to be fully decentralized to be fully remote to be fully async and how do we solve that and how do we make that work so i think that you know based on just like the, the user research that Wonder's doing and like the, the product research, that is the key, right? And that's like the, the, the thing. And it's, it, maybe it's not a huge innovation, but I think, you know, I have this kind of narrative in my head of like, you have a person in Peru, a person in Zimbabwe, a person in the Philippines, and they all have, and that is the leadership team. 
and you have a ton of contributors from all over the world, that can't be done currently with most of what exists. So that's why you see people use Notion or use Discord or use Twitter. But that is not a project management system. Right? That's not a like, coordination organization. That's not what it's meant for, really. It's meant for being social. So we're using these tools that are like not intended for what we're doing, um, what we're using them for, but like they work in some ways. But I think Wonder is going to kind of range to people of like, no, but we can make this fun. We can make this seamless. We can make this engaging. And then also still use these more social tools like Discord, like Twitter, to further enhance the quote unquote company culture. Right. Um, and that's where my role as community comes in of like, how do we imagine, explore, understand like the future of work? We had a few Twitter spaces in our preseason at over at, at Wonder of like, what does the future of work look like? What does joyful work look like? What does fulfilling work look like um, in this kind of like, you know, digital world? So yeah, that's 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 my that's kind of my pie in the sky dream, but also I think it's like really ground in what's happening now. Again, I I like to recognize people when they are very intentional with their language. Uh, I really like this term joyful work. Um, I think that we sometimes forget, right? Like there should be joy in what we do. Otherwise, we're just working and uh, it's it's not really changing anything. We're extracting value, right? It's all about uh, creating value and retaining value and empowering people, right? So I really like that term and I might be using that a lot more in terms of like how I qualify projects that I'm involved with and maybe even projects that I myself am leading. Like am I creating a space that makes this experience joyful? And if the, if the answer is no, then I need to really check myself or check the projects I'm involved with, right? Because that's not necessarily the space that personally I am trying to build. Uh, and I don't think that it's in line with the ethos of Web3 as well. And again, I think the other term that you used earlier, and I want to just recognize that as Dorg, because I think that for the most part, uh, DAOs are neither decentralized or autonomous yet. Correct. <laughs> so that that's a that's a nice uh, way of kind of uh, alluding to uh, maybe some of the distribute distributed work, delegated work, uh, much better said than decentralized. Uh, but we're getting there, right? That's the goal. That's the vision. We're getting there. I I'd love to keep talking about Wonder, but you know what? I, I really want to talk about the Towers 3. That project really excites me because I feel that it might be a little bit more personal, intimate to you. And again, that's what I'm here for. I'm really here to kind of uncover some of the what makes Web3 beautiful, and that is uh, the people and their stories that they bring to this space that really makes this uh, ecosystem uh, a much more fun place to be in. So the Towers 3, walk me through what this is and, you know, really kind of the genesis of it and some of these initial experiences that you've been developing there. Yeah, so actually this came out of um, a number of people who are in Web3 bodies of leadership in that kind of organization, that Discord, whatever, that social community. Um, a number of us broke out, uh, named, namely me, Sean, and Rachel. Because we, I don't know, I just like want to get into it, right? Like, let's talk, let's talk, you know what I'm saying? Let's get into it. So for me, like the Towers 3 was also about what's the point of this, right? What's the point? And the answer is maybe there's no point. But I want to ask the question, what's the point? And when the three of us ask this question, we're like, okay, so like, what is this technology, right? And the kind of first thing came to is trust. Right. So then how we set up the Towers 3 is we had, and I don't advise this, 
for the for the um, faith of heart and the noob um, in Web three. But the three of us who are quite like experts in Web three, we're like, okay, we are building this connection between the three of us. We're going to share a private key, right? Wasn't any of the, like MadamCultLeader.eth is not connected to that. Just we spun up a new portal wallet, whatever you want to call it, and we shared the private key among us. And we're like, okay, so now we're required to have con- hard conversations about if we get money in this, how do we b- distribute it? How do we break it up? How do we how do we trust each other with this like open financial access? So that was kind of one of the pillars. The second pillar was how do our identities inform our vision? Right? How does our lived experience inform what we see in the world? Um, and kind of like, I'll speak for myself. My kind of thesis is that we cannot disconnect from our experiences. Our experiences are who we are. And trying and, and I think deluding ourselves into thinking like, I exist in the vacuum or I, you know, I, my identities mean nothing. Is, is like really untrue. Um, I think from like a qualitative and also quantitative perspective. So for me, the Towers 3 was like, how, if, if this whole Web 3 experiment is about making our lives better, being more efficient, having more joy and contentment in life, we have to talk about our humanity. Right? We have to talk about who we are as people and why we're showing up. And why we're we're continuing to build, continuing to create, continuing to um, you know synthesize, right? Why? So that question of like, why am I here? Why are we doing this? What's the point? Um, the Towers Three was about asking ourselves those questions and also being critical of Web Three as a whole, right? I I you know since I come from a scientific background, for me being critical and asking hard questions. And I think in a more human way, I mean, scientists can tend to be quite like emotionless, but that's by the training of science, um, especially in like a kind of European or colonial science um, system. But regardless, like science is all about asking hard questions to your hypothesis, right? Saying, well, 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 maybe this data doesn't make sense. Or maybe why did you ask it that way? Right? It's about critical thought. So for me, one thing I see lacking in Web3 is critical thought and understanding time and place, right? We're not just building this technology in a vacuum. We're building this technology off, if you're in the US, right? For me personally, I'm building this technology within a society that, you know, Roe v. Wade being overturned by the Supreme Court, right? In a society of like, you know, black and brown people constantly have been under attack, right? The history of like segregation and slavery, it's just like, I am building this technology through the context of my lived experience in place and time. So to pretend or to say like, oh, you know, that's not a data point is disingenuous, right? Oh, well, we don't have to ignore, we, we can ignore that. Well, what's your test for outliers, right? If that's truly an outlier, you have to, you have to quantifiably prove that assumption. And in my, in my mind, one cannot do that. Right. There's too much data. There's too much empirical evidence. And for me, I must include that into my analysis of time and place and of where we can take Web3 and where it's come from and where it is currently. Right. So the Towers 3 is about synthesizing Web3 with my life, with the community I built from you know, Web3 baddies and also um, with my friends.
Wow. I mean, that's that's so moving and inspiring. And like I said, that's why I was so excited for this conversation, because uh, I've been inspired by that writing. I've been inspired by that movement. Well, I think one of the things that I do also want to touch on, because this is things that you had alluded to, or at least I think are part of the scope of uh, wonder, not get to, not to go too far back of that, but it, it's really kind of in the space of the future of work. So I wonder if we can bridge the two conversations, you know, the, the conversation of wonder and the conversation of the Towers 3, is what are your thoughts? You know, so DAOs or decentralized organizations or DORGs, right? These are still very emergent elements of Web3, right? Or, or, or organizations that are building on the Web3 Legos that we're creating. What are your thoughts of like work and how that's going to look like in the future? And how is you know, wonder going to facilitate some of that? How is the Towers tree, 3 going to ensure that it is equitable and inclusive? Like, what's your thought there? Like, how is it going to continue to grow? And uh, how are all of these projects that you're involved with, do you think are going to facilitate that future in better ways? Okay, interesting, Humpty. The, the, the immediate response, I have two things. The first is Black culture is a doubt. I said that in a random space, and that still sticks with me. Because I think it's so true, right? Like, Black culture is a doubt. That just, I just want to sit with that. And the other thing I want to say is, I don't know. And I think this is what's interesting about my journey, is that, like, leaving chemistry was a huge risk, right? I was making good money. It was stable. I kind of had insured work, right? Everyone needs analytical chemists. It's kind of like a very needed industry. Um, and I left. Right. And I completely changed. I, you know, went to community management. I now had a community completely different. The how is this going to work out in 10 years? And I tweeted this is I don't know. And I think there's power in a world that always demands certainty to live in uncertainty. And I'm telling you that, like, it's not easy, but I feel that it's important for me not to, um, crystallize a future in this moment does that make sense so i feel like it's important for me not to like dictate a future if it's one that i can't myself even imagine right if the future is going to rely on these novel innovative moments in in time and history to then create a future that is unimaginable to us in the present so when i think about like the 10 years, right? And I do believe Web3 is going to be very prominent in 10 years. Um, and it's going to be very in, important 10 years for Web3. I also, for myself personally, want to sit in this. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Look, um, it's hard to imagine what this space is going to look like in three months. <laughs> so to so to say that we know how it's going to look like in 10 years, I mean, anybody who claims to know is just straight out lying and big red flag, please run away. So no, 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 no. Because for me, it was more it was more philosophical. Right. I think at least for me personally, I like to come at this space a lot more philosophically than, you know, uh, analytically, because I think that there's a lot of uh, truth that you can find along the way when you take your, the journey in that way. Totally. And um, I, I will, I will give, I will try to give you an actual answer because that was my, that was how I feel. And like the more kind of like logical answer is that I think for me, especially as like, you know, a black person rest is really important. Right. Mm -hmm. I saw like my family and everybody working so hard and I recognize that, like, you know, when is when do I rest? 
right? Not just as like a person who is an elder, right? But how can I rest and rest be something that is part of work, right? Because it's a very colonial concept. I remember like those stories of like you know, European um, colonizers coming and judging the indigenous populations of like, they're so lazy, they only work three hours a day, right? I just thought, and that story sticks with me. And for me, I'm like, how, do, how does rest and work become collaborative, not oppositional. So I think for me, in like my kind of immediate future, it's about really, I think it's about healing one, um, you know, the kind of generational traumas. And also it's about um, reimagining work in this way that is conducive to life, not um, like not doesn't resist life, right? So I wonder, I only work 30 hours a week, right? And I intentionally said that in the kind of, you know, contract I signed with them because I was like, I want to have a life. I want to be able to rest. I want to be able to dream and imagine and build things that are of interest to me, like the Towers Three. So I think um, to answer your question more, like not honestly, but more like you know, frankly, I think that like for me, what's important is setting up a balanced life now. Like, and I'm 27, right? So setting up a balanced life now, so I have time, space, energy, ability when those moments of I want to build and work and do this really critical thing, when that comes, I'm ready, right? And you know when that comes, right? <laughs> People are like, oh, I'm so passionate. I want to work all the time on this. Um, so having the time, the space, the energy, the, mon- the money to do that when that moment comes. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I think I'm going to harken back to something you said at the beginning. And for anybody who's listening to this, who's listened to this show or knows me, knows that I take notes furiously. So I have notes going back to the first thing you said when you walked in here. I like to do that because I can then take whatever you're talking about and and cross-reference with something else that you've said uh, previously to kind of tie in kind of the, the conversation we're having. And one of the things you talked about was this initiative that created you created uh, in this uh, Web2 life where uh, you created spaces for marginalized people, uh, a program for inclusion, really, uh, at this at this organization. And you did all this work and you did it for free, right? Like you, you, you said, oh, well, you know, I should have probably gotten paid for that. And absolutely, you should have. The one and then you said, you know, I was young. Uh, and I think that that's what happens with young people is uh, they don't have uh, the understanding of like, A, they're, they're, the work that they're doing and how that should be valued. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I, I see this happening in the Web3 space. A lot of young people who I am like mm-hmm. rooting for to succeed come in and they just put in a lot of time and i'm going to say it way too much time into building out you know a lot of a lot of what their vision is and, and i get it you're young you 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 don't need to sleep <laughs> you could stay up late but we need to be conscious of what we're building and who we're building it for and the future that we're trying to build here and when we are mindful of that, I think we will value our health as much as we value what we are building in terms of the vision or the product, right? So recognizing that we need to have, you know, a good balance, uh, to borrow the words that you were saying earlier, and to have rest, right? So I think it, it, for me, that's a, a big takeaway from how you started the discussion and how you're closing it. Yeah, and the last thing I'll say on that, um, Humpty, is that for me, um, I always saw the equation of our society. And I think that was like the greatest innovation that my young self kind of like throughout my thinking and processing came to. I realized that society doesn't value people or hard work, right? It values performance. 
And what I did, especially even right out of college, I only worked 40 hours and I refused to work more. Despite everybody around me working themselves bare, I, you know, in Web3, refused to be online all the time, right? I refused to give up rest, right? I, so even when I was building that global DNI program, I only did it at work, right? And I recognized that, <laughs> that like the incentive structure of our society is broken. And I recognize also that in Web3, there's a chance for us to reimagine incentives. Um, and this also, you know, connects with, like you said, you said rest, mental health, physical health, um, connects also with the environmental health, like all these health things, they all are intersectional. And if we value ourselves, we start to value the world. Um, so I think though it was hard as a young 20 something to see my coworkers like work 60 hour weeks and me leave at 40, I actually was promoted before they were, which is interesting, right? That doesn't align with this narrative that people tell themselves, but it more aligns with the truth of how the incentive structure system works. And that's why I love DeFi. That's why I love Web3. Because in, in, implicitly what it's teaching people is analyzing business and economic incentive structures through an easily conceptualizable um, fun medium. So I, I, and I've said this, Web3 is educating people on levels they don't even see. But it's showing them money and their worth and how those two things connect and how money is ultimately a tool for our value. And that's a wrap. I truly hope you enjoyed this conversation. I sure did. If you'd like to learn more about N and to follow them on Twitter, go to at Colt underscore leader underscore EN. And to learn more about their personal project, The Towers 3, please go to Twitter at the Towers 3 and their blog at mirror.xyz forward slash thetowers.eth. Thanks for listening to Crypto Sapiens. Please give us a follow, like, and a five-star review wherever you enjoy your podcast. And stay tuned for our next discussion.